most trusted voice in professional wrestling. Look at this! More than four decades behind the mic. Plain and simple. With unrivaled success in broadcasting. From ringside to the boardroom to the New York Times bestsellers list. What an impact! Keen insight with a sharp tongue. And if they're smart, they'll listen. Westwood One Podcast Network presents The Jim Ross Report. <laughs> with WWE Hall of Famer Jim Ross. And now, the man himself, good old JR. Indeed, Slobberknocker Audio is on the air. Hi, everybody. I am Jim Ross. Thank you very much for tuning in for subscribing on the Apple Podcast app or wherever you may subscribe to our product. We always appreciate that. And we love those five-star ratings. More on that in this program. I'm not going to beg you, but I am going to make a point that these are important for all of us cats that are podcasting. And God knows there's a bunch of us. So everybody's got to maintain their house as best they can. And one way that we're measured is by how many five-star ratings we get. So uh, it takes about a minute on your app, maybe two minutes, not long, but we appreciate it. So nonetheless, good show today. You know, I had Ric Flair on, uh, before SummerSlam. We talked so long about so many things that time got completely got away from us. So I got two shows out of it. And the second one will air on this broadcast here this week, uh, the Nate, uh, more on that momentarily. Also, we're going to be joined by Dan Murphy. Uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. This is their big week of the year in as much as their uh, top-selling issue, the PWI 500, uh, is uh, on newsstands later this week. Maybe by the time you hear this, it's already out there. But nonetheless, one of the the big uh, facets of the success of this is not only how they rank 500 wrestlers, but there's a number one. So uh, not only are we going to uh, hear from Dan Murphy from PWI and the 500. We're also going to have our the winner of the number one spot, the top dog in uh, based on their their poll. So good show, a lot of fun things going on, a lot of news. But I know right now we're ready to get rolling. We're burning daylight, as John Wayne would say. So I would just say, here's what's on my mind. Man, oh man, there is a lot of news in the world of wrestling going on these days. A lot of things to cover. I had to, you know, old Raphael and uh, producer Ted, they've been busy at uh, finding me facts and things that interest them, which is why you should email us at thejimrossreport at gmail.com. Let us know what you want us to talk about or what you want to hear. We'll try to accommodate you. But uh, in any event, so many items that I should have probably, normal, on a normal week, I would have in this, this little uh, update. But not enough room. Not enough time. And I'm not going to do a three-hour podcast. I'm not that entertaining. Sorry. Wish it was. Especially if they pay me by the damned hour. That would really be nice, wouldn't it? Uh, i got big news on the book front. Uh, Paul O'Brien and I signed another contract to work together uh, as my writing partner, co-writer of the, the sequel to Slobberknocker. We don't know what it's going to be called yet, uh, but we hope that if things go our way, uh, that we can have it available to uh, you by the holidays of 2019. That's our goal. I may be, it may be pie in the sky goal. It may be not unattainable, but until somebody tells me I can't have it done by then, uh, we plan on having it done by the holidays of 2019. So therefore in the meantime, back at the ranch, amazon.com's got plenty of slobber knocker, my life in wrestling. Uh, you can get that real easy, real quick. If you haven't read it, uh, it's still number one in this category for 
18 months now. Gosh, I'm so blessed with that deal. So check it out, Amazon.com, and uh, go to Paul O'Brien and I are going to really try to craft a story. This, this next book is going to be very different than the first book. It's still going to be chronological in, uh, in theory, but the things that happen in this chronological segment of my life were very heavy. So we're going to be making sure that we balance it out with some humor uh, and maybe some life lessons and some tongue in, you know, some tongue-in-cheek stuff uh, that makes you kind of smile or laugh or chuckle. I chuckle a lot at this age. So, um, but it's got, you know, I, all, it, my wife's uh, getting killed in March last year. Um, Bell's palsy. Parents pe- passing away. It's a, it's, it could sound gloomy, but it's not going to be gloomy. It's going to be because these are real things that happen in our life. So you can either fess up, move forward, be a man or a woman, whatever your gender may be, and move on. Nobody's going to help you move on. They'll tell you they are. It's going to be the person you see in the mirror is the final judge of how you move on. So uh, slobber knocker number two is moving on. I want to thank everyone in Chicago last week uh, for our, our very successful event at Zaney's, Ro- Rosemont Zaney's. I always enjoy playing there. Uh, the GM, uh, Dan Carlson, is a hell of a good guy. It's his birthday, so we got to celebrate that with him a little bit. Met his uh, son and his son's beautiful girlfriend. I sound like a lawyer now. Uh, Ryan Bark and his great staff from Pro Listing Tees, one of uh, were there supporting us and we certainly appreciate everything those guys do for us. It's a lot. Uh, Man Cow, the legendary radio voice uh, in Chicagoland for many years, was there. Not to mention television legend Singali. Plus, uh, Russell Zone's Nick Houseman was our MC. Did a hell of a good job. Very bright young man and uh, works hard. So we appreciate his efforts on our behalf. So uh, it was a good time there. And I certainly want to thank the folks at uh, 670. The score in Chicago. Great uh, interview. I had the opportunity to talk with uh, Danny Perkins and Nick Nick Shepkowski. Sorry, Nick. I got the Nick hard. I, I messed up the Nick and I got Shepkowski right. What the hell's wrong with me? I'm not drunk. Uh, and uh, of course, the sports director uh, Brendan McCaffrey is a big fan. Uh, really, uh, he, he's a really cool guy, and we appreciate his efforts in getting us some time on the air on a very busy sports day uh, in Chicago. I was saddened to hear the passing of Ed Cohen. Uh, Ed Cohen, a longtime star executive, to say the very least, uh, from the early, early days of WWF and the WWF and the WWE. Ed was a fixture. He was a superstar with all the arena managers. Uh, he did business with the biggest venues in the world. Uh, he broke a lot of molds. He brokered a lot of deals. Uh, I would venture to say that the amazing success that fans of WWE are experiencing today in a very significant part can be attributed to Ed Cohen. He broke the mold. He made the model. He took everything apart. He went from booking a regional territory in the Northeast to booking a international territory. Uh, so Ed was a fierce negotiator. He was very competitive. He and I had many, many conversations that always didn't end well, uh, but it was soon passed because we were both very competitive. You know, Ed was a hell of an athlete. He had, he had bone cancer at the age of 17, 27, 
and 37, I believe. And I think the complications from this bone cancer was what took his life uh, here at uh, this last few days. So uh, our thoughts and prayers with Ed. He was a good man. I love working with him. He never had to wonder what his thoughts were. There was no gray area with Ed Cohen. He was a very, very bright man, smart guy, will be missed. I learned a lot from working with Ed, but I guarantee you, man, I went to an arena manager's with him, meeting with him one time, and you thought it was Elvis. Not just because WWE was running a lot of live events or on the road a lot. We had a lot of shows ongoing, used a lot of venues, a lot of avails in different, these different arenas, which made those guys happy. Uh, but it was Ed Cohen. And Ed always treated these folks so well, politely, professionally, never met a stranger. So uh, Ed will be missed, and I'm sure happy and blessed that I got to work with Ed Cohen from the, my onset in 1993 in uh, WWE. I see where Impact Wrestling is going to be producing television shows in Mexico City uh, on September the 11th and 14th. I'm sure Rafael Morphy will be a big part of that, my, my main man on the road. Uh, but you want to check out also, I, I recorded on Saturday. There's no rest for the wicked, right? On Saturday, I recorded a podcast, uh, for Don Callis's audio show and it's out now cause I've been seeing some nice feedback on Twitter about it. Uh, so check that out. You know, if you, anywhere you watch or you watch anywhere you listen to audio, uh, you'll find, uh, Don's show. So him, I think he, Lance Storm wasn't on it, but I'm assuming they're still doing some things. Hell, I don't know. All I know is that Don and I talked about uh, the announcing, philosophies of announcing, things that we're doing, things that uh, we like in announcers, things we don't like, things that we think made us better, things that we know made us worse, et cetera, et cetera. Kind of fun talk, and I uh, had some good time with that. So check out that with Don. Uh, he's a very bright guy. I enjoy talking with him anytime. You know, I'm reading here about, I saw uh, PW Insider, great site, by the way. Uh, Mike Johnson, about as good as he is in the biz. As far as I know, as far as I can tell, uh, he's just really bright and he's always been fair. He's not a sensationalist. Can't say that for everybody in the dirt sheet biz. Not that they're a dirt sheet, but they are kind of a dirt. Now I don't think dirt sheet's such a negative word. I just think it's slang. Slang in a kind of a, a familiar slang. So uh, anyway, anyway, I'll get off another philosophy here. Uh, I was reading uh, PW Insider and saw where uh, Neville was no longer under contract at WWE. I'll say this. Uh, he's gone away quietly. He has not rocked the boat. He has not done anything to regret. I went on Twitter to see how active he'd been on Twitter. He hasn't been on Twitter in a year, I think. A long time. So I don't know what the issue is. Uh, I, I love his work. Uh, I thought when he became the, I thought he was going to become the centerpiece of the cruiserweights. So here's the deal. I've said this many times. When somebody gets disgruntled, they want to leave, especially the top shelf of this entity, pro wrestling, WWE. Uh, there's got to be a reason. And the reasons are normally one of two things, cash or creative. Right? You with me? You with me, class? Cash or creative? I got to believe this one may side on the, uh, the, and I might be wrong, of the creative vent, not the cash. I'm sure he was making good money and with a chance to make a lot more. Uh, you know, video games and marketing, t shirts, blah, 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 all that good stuff. So uh, 
I, I don't know what the deal is, you know, the behind the scenes story. I like the kid, as I've mentioned. Uh, hopefully, he doesn't have anything else going on in his life that's wreaking havoc. Could be a litany of things, relationships. Uh, it could be injuries. It could be, you know, this this burnout. So he's a hell of a hand. Whoever gets him uh, on the right footing and the right mindset, uh, it gets him a player, no doubt. I'm told that Ronda Rousey is looking to uh, renew her current WWE deal, uh, and I believe it's simply because she's having fun. She is what I said she would be when she was signed. I had a feeling about her, but just just because she didn't go through the indies and, and quote-unquote pay her unwritten dues, whatever the hell those dues are. i got to see the dues book, man. Well, that's like Ronda Rousey got a championship match. She doesn't deserve it. She hasn't paid her dues. Okay. So then, by the way, Your Honor, may I have a list of the dues so I know what don't to do? You know, come on. Uh, I think the sign of her maybe extending her deal, working more, uh, is also a sign that she's maybe going to postpone starting a family at that, this point in time, obviously, right? And I think that's all the reason for the reason is she's having fun. And there's damn sure nothing wrong with that. Hey, don't forget the King and I are going to be in, uh, on the cruise, the Chris Jericho cruise, ChrisJerichoCruise.com. And I've been doing all these things. By the way, there's less than a hundred cabins left on the Chris Jericho cruise this fall. Uh, the King and I'll be on there with a lot of big stars and hall of famers and great matches, alpha mega tag matches. It's going to be some great stuff. So I've been thinking, well, I want to look my best on this cruise. And I've always said that my fat looks better brown than white. Be that as it may, kids. Uh, I have done a few things health-wise and diet-wise to make sure that I am going to increase my overall good feeling. I know it sounds too good to be true, but I found something that works for me in a very obvious place. So what I found here, folks, is a product from Omax. Omax, you're saying. What the hell is Omax, JR? And why is it different from other supplements on the market? And God knows there's a lot of them. Almost as many as podcasts, right? Well, you've probably seen uh, some of these supplements at a store. They're all over the shelves, right? And many of the top sellers simply don't contain enough omega-3s to give you results. That is the bottom line of this whole dissertation. Virtually all the omega-3s that you get off the shelf do not give you enough of omega-3s to help your body. It's a ruse, in my view. Omax 3 Ultra Pure is almost 94% pure omega-3 fatty acids. That is big time. It's the purest concentration on the market today, anywhere. They have a patented EPA to DHA ratio of four to one, specifically engineered for inflammation and joint pain. They even have this cool thing called the freezer test challenge, folks. Basically, if you freeze any other omega-3 supplements, it'll get cloudy. That's all the filler. Filler makes it cloudy. But an Omax-3 soft gel remains clear. It's that pure. And it's just that simple. Oh, by the way, are there no fish burps? 
as my granny would say, ain't Ruth's got the sour belches, ain't no sour belches, ain't no fish burps. Pure, pure, pure. So here's what I would like for you to try. This is a good deal for you. I'm telling you, I use this product every day. And they got a lot of good products. This is, I'm, I'm married to this one, man. This is going to make me live longer. I truly believe that. Go to tryomax.com slash JR. Do it today, and you'll get a box of Omax 3 Ultra Pure for free with your first purchase. It's a hell of a deal. That's tryomax.com slash JR to get your free box of Omega 3 with your first purchase. That's T R Y O M A X dot com slash JR. Terms and conditions apply. Folks, you're going to love this, I promise. And remember, here's another thing to not forget OMAX 3 comes with a 60 day money back guarantee. So you got plenty of time to try it and really feel the OMAX difference. I promise you it's going to happen. I'm looking forward to the uh, Chris Jericho Cruise, ChrisJerichoCruise.com, as I said. I think it may be named, at least for a T-shirt, would, would you buy a T-shirt that said, Cruising the Slobberknocker Seas, <laughs> or the Slobberknocker at Sea? It's the world of T-shirts, man. We're all trying to find that one slogan that's going to pop and uh, jump out there. Everything can't be Austin 316, or just 316, or just Austin. Uh, Monday, WWE made a big announcement in Toronto where uh, they will have uh, host Toronto Will SummerSlam 2019. That'll be a great boom to the city. It'll be hundreds of thousands of new money, hundreds of thousands of dollars in new money that will be generated through the activities before, during, and after SummerSlam. The Saturday night event will be a great crowd, obviously, the NXT TakeOver, SummerSlam itself in 2019. You got Then you got Raw. Then you got uh, uh, SmackDown Live. So it'll be uh, interesting to see how that works out. And the other thing to think about is that I'm of the belief that, I don't know this, I haven't read it, but why would you pay over a billion dollars the rights fee to a great program, great brand like SmackDown Live and put it in prime time on Friday nights if you're Fox and it's not live? Why would you do that? Now, maybe there's scheduling issues or something. I don't know. There's probably a bigger issue that I'm not, not aware of. But with a level playing field and you can pull it off, uh, that's the way to go. Live TV, Friday night, live wrestling. So uh, in any event, uh, what that means to the SummerSlam in 2019, nothing because WWE doesn't go on Fox till October, I think. So false alarm there, but you see what my point. And uh, Toronto will be a great crowd. They'll have... That'll be a great time to come to Toronto and visit and shop and enjoy the city. And it's a beautiful city, to say the least. I've always had great times there. So uh, check it out. Maybe we'll do something there for SummerSlam next year. That's a great time to go to Toronto in August. Just saying. And certainly everybody's talking about uh, this weekend in Chicago. You know, uh, I am now going to be a part of the uh, weekend in Chicago at StarCast. Uh, I am going to be a guest on Saturday night of Conrad Thompson. Esquire, uh, Connie is going to let me sit in his suite. Uh, Connie and I have been talking some business, so you never know what comes out of these two uh, southern minds. Maybe about food, because by the looks of us, we both sure as hell know a lot about that. 
Uh, but I'm going to go at, well, watch OU play football on Saturday, their season opener, Florida Atlantic University with pretty little Lane Kiffin as their head coach. He'll have a visor on, he'll have his hair tinted. It'll be wonderful. And uh, they play my Sooners, and you know, who knows what happens in the first game. We got to see if we got a quarterback and replace, replace Becker Mayfield. Cotter Murray's a starter, but those shoes are mighty, mighty big to fill. So I'm going to go to the football game, which starts at 11 o'clock Central, be over by around 2.30 or 3. I'm going to hurry home. i got a car picking me up at 4 o'clock from my house in Norman to take me to the airport, about a 40-minute drive, to take a 6 o'clock flight from uh, OKC nonstop to Chicago. Being picked up in Chicago and taken right to the arena and hopefully get in my seats to watch uh, at least an hour, hour, hour and a half of wrestling. They may be still be, they may be not even through half a show when I get there. Who knows? It starts early, 6 o'clock, somebody said. So I'm looking for a great card, so many good things going on. Now listen, folks, you know it sold out in 30 minutes or less. Amazing accomplishment. I'm so proud of uh, Cody and uh, the Young Bucks. All smart, smart kids. They, kids like that will make sure that our the future of our business is uh, perpetuated. I believe that. Guys like them, and there needs to be more of them thinking outside the box and becoming true entrepreneurs and businessmen. So uh, they've done a great job. So here's the deal. If you don't have a ticket, uh, you know, you can go on the Fight app, F-I-T-E. It's, the app is free. The app is free. There's a ton of wrestling on there. And uh, this weekend, the Fight app is, man, they're all over this uh, uh, all-in event. They're all over Chicago. So uh, check that out, F-I-T-E, if you can't be there. It'll be well worth your while. It's a great investment. It's very affordable, to say the very least. So uh, I think that's the way to go. Now, also, if you get WGN America on your television sets in your living room or elsewhere in your abode, uh, at uh, 5 o'clock Central, 6 Eastern, there's an hour of uh, live action matches from All In. It'll be fun to see how they produce that. Unfortunately, I'll not be able to see it because I'll be in the air, uh, but I'll be checking checking in on it again. So, in any event, uh, big weekend in Chicago. I thank Conrad Thompson for making the arrangements to get me to Chicago on Saturday night. I get to go to my game. I'm a happy boy, uh, and I'm looking forward to seeing the fans and a lot of my old friends, and my buddies uh, at, at uh, the uh, all the all the podcasters there at Starcast. I'm going to be appearing at Starcast from ten until noon on Sunday. And from 1230, I've got that big, long 30-minute break, which I use 28 of it peeing. Uh, so I'll be uh, on stage from 1230 to 2. At the, and uh, we also have uh, Raphael's coming, slumming. We're slumming along our sauces and jerky and books, all kinds of things at our gimmick table. So please drop by our gimmick table and say howdy. Or as they, or as they used to say in Mayberry, ain't B says hey. Starcast.com's got information, tickets, all kinds of things you need to know. Starcast.com. And uh, again, Conrad Thompson has been brilliant in helping herd the chickens on this thing. Not easy. So I'm looking forward to it. I'll see you there on, on Sunday. Saturday night, if you see me, wave. We'll take a selfie. Buy me a beer. And uh, then on Sunday, it's uh, down to business. So it's going to be a fun weekend. I appreciate Conrad and all the all the, all the the men and women that are helping are they're joining together to make this thing happen. Indeed, it will be a very entertaining, busy, exciting, unpredictable weekend uh, in Chicago this weekend. 
Uh, looking forward to being a part of it. Love to see you there, too. But remember, if you can't be in Chicago, uh, catch it on the Fight app, F-I-T-E. All you need is a smart device and Wi-Fi, and you're in the game. The much-anticipated war games promoted by MLW uh, is getting closer and closer. The big Thursday night, September the 6th, war games. Being Sports TV live event is in Fort Lauderdale. A big 10-man war games match. Should be a lot of fun. For information and tickets, I think tickets specifically, it's mlwgo.com. mlwgo.com. Another promotion that's trying to find their niche find their what they, they're calling what they want to provide the audience they want to attract it's a very fiscal product it's not ecw violent but it's it's uh, very aggressive and i love aggression so uh we wish good luck to all those dudes good, two good teams john hennigan tommy dreamer shane strickland koto don't call me bobo brazil and uh barrington mr hughes i made that last two up uh the other team's got sammy callahan i like sammy callahan's game Jimmy Havoc, another good one. Uh, the Death Machines. Oh, my God, the Death Machines. You know, I want to rename that for Florida. And uh, the newly announced Abyss, one of the most uh, entertaining big men out there. Smart guy, too. So uh, that's going to be there uh, in uh, Fort Lauderdale, Thursday, September the 6th. Uh, check it out. Good good group of guys trying hard. And finally, uh, just a couple of raw thoughts real quickly here. I love the... Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens match. I said this before. Uh, Kevin Owens, if I owned a territory in any any part of my run in the business, so that means from the 70s forward, I would have no issues and actually would do all I could to make sure that Kevin Owens was on my talent roster. I believe in his work. I believe in his realism. I believe in and the logic that he can utilize. Uh, I would probably get him to not d- destroy his hips and his back, but that doesn't mean he wouldn't be bumping. He's just a hell of a hand. So I thought he and and uh, Seth Rollins just tore it up on Monday night. Good job by both guys. And Rollins getting really consistent. You know he's coming to his own. He's finding his game, as they say, and uh, but very athletic, well conditioned. Uh, student of the game so both those dudes are students of the game so i'm uh thought that was my favorite match of the night by far i like the trish stratus uh, elias uh scenario nice surprise trish coming out she looked absolutely amazing i think i tweeted out at jrsbbq that's my twitter handle that uh, she has when she was walking to the ring that she has hall of fame hair she her hair looks like silk or something it's just amazing that sounds really weird for me saying that. It, hey, when you're when you've been a TV producer and you look at talent and you've been scouting talent, you look at everything: eyes, hair. I got a story in the birthdays about that. But Trista did did a, a nice piece of business with uh, Elias. He was certainly uh, cooperative and professional enough to go right along with it. I know some guys that might not have enamored that opportunity as much as others. So a uh, good job with those two and all the other ladies that came out to. Add the add the sizzle to that thing. Uh, I guess you know Braun Strowman is a villain now. I'm assuming. I'm really. Uh, I'm I'm not I'm not sure what he is, other than a massive monster of a man. Uh, we know he's going to wrestle Roman Reigns at Hell in a Cell. I love that approach. I, was, I thought that was a very good booking, very strategic by WWE. But then, 
the Strowman thing is as this villain, and the fans are kind of confused. Maybe in, over the next few weeks they'll get it, but it didn't. It didn't move my needle, so to speak. And I mean that in the nicest of ways. Uh, so I think that uh, I think that obviously to protect. You, they heard the, the, the office guys. They heard the great response the fans gave the Shield. They were cheering the Shield in a three-on-one beatdown. Okay? that That's another story altogether. But they're, the Shield then gets cheered. You know they're going to sell a ton of merch. You know you got three great baby faces there. So they're being put into an area that they can ostensibly help the company more. I can see that. But Strowman being a villain is going to be unique. Now, putting him with a Ziggler, like a barking dog, talented barking dog, but he's yap, 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 uh, great heel, great heel. And then I have utmost uh, optimism for the success that Drew McIntyre is going to have. If Drew McIntyre is not the WWE or the Universal Champion within one year from now, I'll be shocked. Bottom line, end of story. And finally... Finn Balor needs to be uh, restarted. Got to regroup here. Hit the reset button. Too good a talent, too young, too talented. He should be the head of a faction, And in my view. I think he could be a bitter, pissed off, um, uh, uh, contrary, undersized guy that thinks he's 300 pounds. And he's got the muscle around him to make sure that goes down. Might be an idea. And there's a lot of candidates on the roster that aren't being used right now in any significant way that become, would gain instant credibility if they were in a faction, recognized faction, put over by the announcers on the, what show they were on, uh, and given an identity and a purpose. So, but really, Bowler's too good to be this book. This Baron Corbin thing with Bowler's, it's wearing me out. I'm not, I'm done. I'm done with it. And I like both guys. I'm just, I'm done with it. It's not their fault. I was done with it. And that, ladies and gentlemen, on that happy note, by God, that's what's on my mind. Very special day here this week, if that makes any sense. I don't know anymore, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, we're being joined here by senior writer of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, uh, Dan Murphy. Dan, welcome back to the show, and you're a busy man, aren't you? Um, I try to stay busy. You know, uh, Rolling Stone gathers no moss, Jim. And, uh, yeah, thank you very much for having me back. It's uh, it's always a privilege, and uh, I'm, I'm glad to be here to uh, talk a little bit about this uh, year's big uh, PWI 500. PWI 500. Uh, the first thing, let's make sure before we get our special guest on, another special guest, ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's... Uh, Tell everybody how they can enjoy this annual publication. It is generally the talk of the wrestling world. Well, it's going to be coming out on August 29th. It'll be available as a digital edition first, and then the print copy after that. You can always pre-order your print copy as well. But pwi-online.com, that's where you can download the digital uh, edition to all of your PCs or your tablets or your phone. Or you can order the uh, the print magazine, which comes out about two weeks later. And that will be available for sale wherever you can find uh, magazines. I know there's less places to find them now than there used to be, but they're still out there on the newsstands. They're still available, and this is definitely our biggest selling issue of the year. Oh, yeah. So it's the, if you make the cover of this, you made it. You know, it's kind of a, uh, certainly a Sports Illustrated type thing, you know, the, the cover guy. And uh, I've seen the cover, by the way. Uh, your boss, Stu Stacks, uh, sent it to me, saying it's for your eyes only. Nobody's seen it but me in that respect. 
It's uh, pretty damn impressive. And, and with that, uh, let's get our special guest on the phone. Hello, hey, this is Kenny. Joined now by the IWGP heavyweight champion, Kenny Omega, in the midst of another amazing schedule, amazing run. Nobody's had a better year. And Dan Murphy of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, the senior writer, is here. Dan, the floor is yours, sir. Well, I'm really glad that this all worked out, Jim and, and Kenny. Uh, I know that you're a very busy man, and it's uh, early in the morning, I think, over there in Japan, so I'm glad you were able to join us because, as Jim knows, every year the editors of Pro Wrestling Illustrated get together to compile the annual PWI 500, and that's a comprehensive ranking of the top 500 wrestlers in the world based on their accomplishments over the past 12 months. That's why it's really an honor on behalf of the editors of Pro Wrestling Illustrated, Kenny, to let you know that you are number one in the 2018 PWI 500. Congratulations. Wow, thank you very much. That's, uh, that's, that's not the... It's not the news I expected to hear early in, in, in the morning, but I'm, I'm very happy to hear it, and, and, and it's quite the honor. Thank you, sir. Great accomplishment, Kenny. And, Congratulations. And, and, yeah, to anyone who had a hand in it, thank you very much. It's um, I, I'm not sure what I what I ranked last year, but I, I would imagine it's quite the jump. So <laughs> it's good to know that I'm that I'm making strides to make improvements every year. Your first time in the 500 was back in 2008. You were at 422. Uh, last year it was uh, number five, but uh, really from you know the 400s all the way to number one, and obviously um, you know your your win for the IWGP title at uh, Dominion uh, really kind of puts you over the top. But beyond the title win and the matches that kind of broke the Meltzer star ranking system, um, it was also the fact that you've done so much kind of on your own and you've been such a kind of buzzworthy uh, figure as kind of the you know cornerstone of New Japan right now at this time with New Japan rising and, and popularity, and, and you've done a lot of this kind of on your own uh, by making your own rules and going about and doing things your own way. And I don't think anyone, and the editors agree, I don't think anyone else really has the kind of pulse of the wrestling industry quite like Kenny Omega does right now. Well, thank you. Thank you very much. And, and uh, I mean, I, I know it's not a question of, you know, will, will I accept or, or not? Of course, I, I, I accept this honor, and, and thank you. And, I, and hopefully, I guess at this point, just, Whatever photos are selected for the, the said article are, are, are half decent ones because <laughs> I know we've got a lot of wacky ones out there. I got a sneak peek of the cover. Uh, I guess age brings some privilege, but man, it's really a, it's really you're going to love the cover. I can just I can tell you, you'll be very honored. Oh, awesome. Uh, well, look, another winner. Pegger does good. Not a bad story. Not a bad year for the the kids from uh, Manitoba. Yeah, and and, um, and and there's going to be more interesting things to come. You know, we still have the end of the G1 and, and the Jericho Cruise left. So there's there's a lot of cool things that are that have yet to happen this year. It's going to be a great year. And Kenny, again, congratulations. And if you only read one magazine a year in wrestling, because everything's so available online, as is this publication, uh, get a hard co- copy of the book. I've I've got several years worth of them at my in my office and. There's, it's a real neat uh, piece of memorabilia for uh, any wrestling fan. So check it out. And Kenny, uh, you guys are the best, and congratulations. Well, thank you so much, guys. I'm really looking forward to it myself. Thank you. No one more deserving of being ranked number one in the PWI uh, 500 than Kenny Omega. He's had an incredible year, to say the very least. Uh, and as Dan pointed out, who's still with us here, Dan, from 422 to number one is... That's that is living the dream. That's believing in something and not ever relenting and not retreating. And that's the 
that's kind of the passion we've grown to love with Kenny Omega. But uh, there's there's other there's nine other guys now that got in the top ten. Can you share with us uh, Kenny's uh, company uh, in the elite? I'd be happy to, absolutely. And and Kenny Omega, he did get the top spot. Um, and as I mentioned, he, he clinched it with the win over Okada for uh, for the championship right towards the tail end of our evaluation period. Uh, we were really looking at July 1st of last year up until June 30th, and he kind of got in right under the wire. Uh, but right until he did, he was in the mix of about three or four guys that were all kind of jockeying for that top spot, and they really kind of filled out the next couple uh, spots accordingly. Uh, so Kenny Omega is number one. Our number two was AJ Styles. Um, terrific year as a WWE champion. Um, really uh, uh, one of the kind of workhorses of WWE. Uh, and the guy who we had as the early selection as number one, again, until Kenny finally got the monkey off his back and, and had the, the big win at Dominion. Uh, but AJ Styles was number two. And number three? Number three, it's last year's number one, uh, Okada. Uh, the Rainmaker, he was number one last year. He was the first Japanese wrestler we ever had to to get the number one spot. Uh, never Misawa, never Muda, uh, never uh, Tanahashi. Uh, but Okada broke through and, and very well could have gotten it again this year. Uh, but the loss to Omega bumped him down to the number three spot. Thanks to say he was number four. Brock Lesnar. Uh, and you mentioned Stu Sachs. Stu Sachs is kind of really pushing for Brock at number one. Certainly not as active as, as the rest. Uh, but when he's in that ring, I mean, he's he's just a juggernaut. And no one's been as indestructible and, and as, as dominating as Brock. Uh, but he ended up coming in at the number four spot. And hit us with five through ten. Number five, Seth Rollins. Again, talking about kind of a workhorse. Seth Rollins has really kind of uh, been one of the most consistent performers in the ring each week. Followed up by number six, Braun Strowman. Uh, Strowman just being the monster, winning the money in the bank, and being kind of a perennial uh, top figure and, and face on Raw. Uh, behind that, Roman Reigns. Uh, Roman Reigns, who was number one in 2016. Beyond that, number eight, Cody. Uh, the former Cody Rhodes comes into the top ten and really being the guy who, who spearheaded all in and everything he's been able to do uh, with the Bullet Club and on his own has just been remarkable with that kind of success outside of the WWE system. Uh, number nine, we have Naito, again, another fantastic uh, competitor from New Japan who's, who's really kind of taken the world by storm and, and will probably even be higher than number nine next year. He's, he's really on a, a real tear at this point. And rounding up to number 10, kind of a surprise pick, but he had a terrific year, and uh, he's a former number one in the 500. And number 10 is The Miz. Uh, he was number one back in 2011, the year he headlined WrestleMania. Uh, so he's back in the top 10 for the first time since then. Top 10s are made to be debated. And uh, it's just great cannon fodder for a car trip or a discussion with your wrestling buddy or whatever it may be. The Internet uh, will be a buzz. Uh, with this information. So there's a lot of ways to skin the cat. The way you guys have skinned it ain't bad. I, I can tell you that. I do certainly agree with Omega at number one. Uh, AJ at number two is hard to dispute as well. So uh, good job, Dan, and uh, to all your, your cast and crew there at uh, Pro Wrestling Illustrated. And I appreciate you coming on and uh, sharing with our audience. And again, tell them again how they can get their hands on this publication and enjoy it. Absolutely. And if you want to know who's number 11 at number 500, pwi-online.com. It'll be out in about another two weeks. Is the print edition. It's there. You can see everything. Not only is it the list, but it's the photographs. It's a full write-up on every person featured, why they have what they uh, have achieved, why they're ranked where they are, titles won, signature moves, everything. Uh, and it's all available at pwi-online.com.
Sounds great, Dan. Again, thanks for being with us. Keep up the great work, my friend, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good, Jim. Thank you very much. Well, the great Kenny Omega getting a much-deserved honor from PWI, the PWI 500, the number one cat. And I'll see Kenny this uh, Saturday night in the ring uh, in Chicago at All In. Should be fun. I won't see him in the ring. I'll see him in the ring, but he won't see me in the ring. You follow me? You hear what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying. Uh, anyway, Sovereign Knocker of the Week time. I want to remind you, though, that uh, this uh, little thing I talk about, I just kind of started figuring these things out. Uh, Alexa, Amazon users, you know, all you got to do, folks, you got that. Just enable the uh, skill by saying, Alexa, enable the Jim Ross report skill. After that uh, has been enabled, you're done. Simply say, Alexa, play the Jim Ross report. There you go. Bing, bing, bing. Ding, ding, ding. And then if you're a Google Home user, uh, just go out there and say, uh, okay, Google, talk to the Jim Ross report. Or, okay, Google, <laughs> speak to the Jim Ross report. You get the message. So uh, check that out. We wanna, we're want we coming screaming and kicking. Someday I'm either going to learn how to, to cut and paste on my computer. Slobber knocker of the week time. A lot of things happened this week, and my slobber knock of the week may not uh, be meet the approval of many. But you, when you have your own podcast, you can make your slobber knock of the week if you choose, and add anybody you want on that list. Here we are. So anyway, hey, there's a lot of people done a lot of good things, or that are interesting to me. They caught my eye in some presentation. How can you not? How can you take your eye off of uh, Marjo uh, Martin? Maurice's mama on the, the Miz and Miz's show. I like that show. Uh, the season finale just came and uh, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the bus ride down from LA to Austin. But why in the hell did he pick Austin to live in, for God's sakes? Tongue in cheek now, kidding. Take it easy. Lighten up, Francis. Lighten up. Any of you guys touching my stuff, I'll kill you. So, uh, Marjo may be the star of that show. She scares me. I think they should cast pat patterson as her love interest that they french canadians you know they're the same basic demographic pat's a little older just saying had a nice wrinkle be interesting booking right can you imagine pat telling long stories to miz who could be his son-in-law so to speak all right we're getting off hand here uh i want becky lynch has done some great things uh, her live event match has been excellent. She's carrying the load. Again, she's – I don't I don't know if she's fish or foul. Am I supposed to dislike her? And if I am, what for what reason? And if she, I just don't get it. It's hard for me to see – get mad at her for jumping Charlotte when Becky's five foot six and Charlotte's six foot one. There's a massive size disparity. And the way that it was contested, the last I saw those two ladies hook up, they were just face-to-face, boom, boom, boom. Ain't no heel or baby face in that deal. There's two fighters. So uh, still kind of concerned about that. Uh, but I have the greatest confidence in both women and the system there that's given the women in wrestling a life and a pulse and a future, more importantly. Uh, sad to hear Robin Leach passed away. He was a fun dude. See him every now and then on the road or at a wrestling event, what have you. Uh, 
he uh, was a created a show that was so simple and so contrived by and large it was a work but the lifestyles of rich and famous was big time man and uh he's been at wrestlemania as i said so we wish him uh his family and his friends uh our most heartfelt condolences manu ginobili one of the great players of the nba is calling it quits man the times are changing in san antonio huh tim duncan gone tony parker gone pops there the admiral gone now manu ginobili gone gonna be an interesting rebuild uh for uh Popovich's team. I like the NBA. Big fan. Oklahoma City Thunder fans, you can imagine. And it, it always helps to be friends with the owner. <laughs> God, you feel like ridiculous when you call for a ticket. You can't get tickets the old-fashioned. Just go. You got to go to the deep the secondary market to get good seats because they're sold out. So I go to, a, like my daddy said, son, you got to learn to negotiate. You can talk to the horse's head or you can talk to the horse's ass. I prefer to talk to the horse's head. Uh, Got to tell you, leading candidate for Slobber of the Week uh, this week was Connie Conrad Thompson. Just does an amazing job. He he has worked closely with Cody uh, and the uh, Young Bucks, and they have done a phenomenal job in all their different areas. I think uh, you're going to love the show this weekend and then on Sunday as well. Very a unique look at wrestling, a unique wrestling product. And we don't know what the product's going to resemble. We don't know what the what these uh, these power brokers and the wrestling side of the Young Bucks and Cody what they want. What's their feel? What's their what's their touch? What's the texture of the show based on their own personal uh, beliefs and presentation? You can't get tell guys just go out there and have a hell of a match. You got thirty minutes. First of all, they, none will all they'll all ignore their time cues. So now you're going to be over over budget time wise within the second or third match. Just saying. But I can't wait to see it. I'll join it in progress, but uh, I'm excited to be there. I really am. And then Sunday, as I mentioned, I'll be uh, doing a meet and greet at from 10 to noon. And uh, I'll be doing a uh, something on stage with a guest and Q&As, I think, at uh, 1230 to 2. Then I'm going back to my gimmick table and try to sell some beef jerky, a book or two. Just having fun. So we'll see you there. So, uh, Conrad on normal weeks, he and that triumphant of the Bucks and Cody would probably won this award. But I had a hard time steering away from Senator John McCain. You know, I've heard so much presentation. The coverage of his death has been uh, on the borderline overkill. I don't mean to sound crass in saying that. I mean that it's become a political issue, for God's sakes. Just slap the holy hell out of me, will you? Slap me right in the face if we have to go through this again. It's, so Senator McCain, a legit American hero who is in a torturous, agonizing, life-changing concentration camp uh, in Vietnam for five and a half years. Can you imagine how these other soldiers tortured the American? who would not give up the secrets, who would not give up any information. And for that, he got beat, he got tortured, and that happened for five and a half years. And now we're making, well, uh, even across the aisle, they may approve of this message. Well, kiss my ass across the aisle. We don't, so many of us don't respect the aisle anymore. I'm sorry. You guys have lost me. 
I'm sorry this is happening this way, but man, there's got to be a turnaround. And I don't know who's going to run for whatever and, and, you know, the next time for president, but God almighty, you'd think somebody that wants to be a public servant and not get rich would be standing there and said, hey, I want to help America. So in any event, Senator John McCain is my slobbernocker of the week. He was a great American. Uh, and wherever you live, folks, you say, well, it's not about American JR. This is a global show. It is. But any heroes in your, your country, any heroes in your, in your hometown, any heroes that affect your life or have affected your life should always be honored and respected and revered. He doesn't have to be John McCain. He doesn't have to be an American. Brave men and women should be recognized and respected. End of story. Case closed. Because I'm Ernie Ladd, I wear a size 19 shoe, my feet cover the ground I walks on. Senator John McCain, salute to you, sir. You're a slobber knocker of the week. Apparently they have a pet raccoon that got into their mouth. Son of a bitch! Well, we're moving right along here today. Good show. If you're enjoying it, we thank you very much for subscribing to our broadcast at Apple Podcasts. It's free, you know. And leaving those five-star ratings, it's important, you know. And we thank you for that. Uh... New show comes out every Wednesday from the mighty Westwood One. Uh, Rick Flair coming up part two in a few moments. Uh, all ends discussed. Baker Mayfield, NWA title. Hogan and Harley. Little Rock Conning. Look it up, kids. Grand Funk Railroad. American Band. It's in there. And you'll find out why. And he also... We talk about uh, Rick and I were together when we when I met my wife for the first time. And he remembers it in a different way than I do, but his way probably is more entertaining. So that's still to come here. But right now, let's see who's pet coon goofy this week. You know, I know that Tom Brady is a great quarterback, arguably the greatest quarterback ever in the National Football League, if you just simply base it on productivity, not stats, titles. That's the only stat that means anything. Championships. Not uh, touchdown passes, yards after catch, or whatever the hell it may be. It's all about the championships. So Brady, I want to full disclosure is, even though he might be considered by some old rednecks as too pretty to play quarterback, he's a hell of a quarterback, no doubt about it. But here's what I don't get: the uh, he's got a personal trainer, a gentleman by the name of Alex Guerrero. And uh, this whole thing's becoming a distraction, I'm told, in New England and uh, for the Patriots. Guerrero's presence and influence around the team has caused tension last year, I'm told, with Belichick. Not the good guy to have tension with. Sorry. That's like pissing off Vince. Belichick and Vince, don't do it. And the team medical staff is also offended. And this guy was in uh, Alex's band from uh, uh, official team gatherings. Now, he's Brady's trainer, his personal trainer. With a whole staff full of medical people and trainers and so forth. But when you're the star, not a star, you're the star. And when you're the franchise's greatest quarterback ever, you see what's talking and what's walking. When asked about it this week, uh, Brady was on his regular radio show on uh, WEEI, sports radio, hosted in Boston, big, big, nice show, good radio station. And they asked him about it. He hung up on him. Come on, man. Hanging up. Is that where we are now in this world? He's the face of, face of the franchise. You don't have to hang up on anybody. That's weak. And having to get your personal trainer involved is weak in the eyes of some of us lay people. 
it gives him comfort. It gives him security. Him, many Tom Brady, Mr. Pro-Down Boy here. So maybe it's not bad. The end of the game is to win championships. Brady has proven he wins championships. He's telling us right now at his ripe old age that he needs more security, more TLC to consequently and hopefully win more championships. And that's all it's about. Personal trainers don't need to be in the locker room, in my opinion. Now, moving on to another pet coon goofy situation. This Ohio State thing is getting nuts. Urban Meyer was apparently, you know, it was pretty obvious he lied at the uh, Big Ten media days. He dropped the ball on this uh, disciplinary issue with this cat that was Earl Bruce, uh, who was the help get the Urban Urban uh, uh, Urban Meyer started. Uh, I understand the loyalty and I appreciate it. It's a great trait, but uh, it seems to me this dude needs help. I mean, you just don't you don't beat up women. You don't do some of the things that they do, and uh, just 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 not good. And if you know about it, you got no balls if you don't say something, man. I don't care whose uncle he was or who his uncle was, or his daddy is, or nothing. You give up that privilege when you put your hands on a woman. End of story. So here's what I've kind of figured out about this Ohio State thing. Uh, hell of a program, folks. Hey, they may win the national title this year, even with all this disruption. They got the talent. Uh, too much drama. you get that out of your system. But sometimes that rallies the troops. But it seems to me like that revenues trump Honesty and ethics in Columbus. Buckeyes football is a massive conglomerate that feeds a ton of money to the bottom line. So therefore, when somebody says, well, it's not about the money, generally what they're really saying is it's all about the money. And finally, uh, boy, how much longer are we going to – I guess forever. I guess this is the way of life. Here's the deal. Enough is enough. I sent that tweet out this week uh, at JRSBBQ. Hope you follow me if you feel like it. And these mass shootings, again, in Jacksonville, the more you hear about that, what a, what a fumbling, bumbling uh, event that was promoted. We cannot in this in, – in, at least in this country, I can't speak for all these other countries that, that listen to my show and that I've visited in the last several months. Can't because I'm not there enough. But I can tell you this. If you're in North America and you're going to have a big event with masses of people like this uh, video game thing or skateboarding or football or anything like I'm going to go to Saturday, tailgate at Norman, and you don't have a police presence, you're fooling yourself. That's the world we live in. It ain't going to regress anytime soon. But we can prepare for the future by knowing what could be happening. Uh, I used to tell Vince McMahon on a lot of our meetings about talents and things, I always try to plan for the worst-case scenario. So if somebody's getting surgery and they're coming back on, on in January 1, I think, well, they, they probably won't be ready for WrestleMania. Now, if they are ready for WrestleMania, that's a bonus. But you plan for the worst-case scenario uh, more often than not, and you helps yourself on the other side. Plan for the worst-case scenario. And so I just, I'm just i just so uh, upset that these kids, young people, God, what are we doing? What, are we, what kind of kids are we raising? What kind of parents are we? 
God. It's scary, folks. We got to do something. We got to figure out ways in our own communities. That's where you start. Your own household. Start there. And then expand as it warrants. So uh, the Pet Coon Goofy Award to the organizers of the uh, video game contest that had seemingly little or no security present. You gentlemen, ladies, whomever, are Pet Coon Goofy. Strategy, my Oklahoma ass. Hey, folks, don't forget that you can uh, shop my products at www.shop.com. Uh, they service North America very quickly very professionally and the great uh, work they do on uh, customer service and order fulfillment is remarkable www.shop.com uh, and yes we're still working with a crafty connoisseur uh, over there in scotland about getting uh, our brand there uh it's a slow process i have experienced this now for the last several years and i don't even want to get too excited about that or any other deal until they're done but we're working diligently to try to get some contacts made and get our products in other places I can't believe that somebody in Canada is not selling our sauce, for example. We could truck it there. It's easy to get there. So, uh, in any event, uh, check that out, www.shop.com, beef jerky, barbecue sauces, ketchup, mustard. It's chipotle ketchup, jalapeno honey mustard, and not hot. It's spicy, sweet and spicy. This week in wrestling, 46 years ago, September 1st, September 1st, 1972, in the gangland hideout of Elliot Ness, uh, 46 years ago to the day in Chicago, all in this weekend, remember, it was the AWA at Soldier Field, the home of the Chicago Bears. Dusty Rhodes defeated Wahoo McDaniel. I know that made Dusty happy because Dusty was a, is a diehard uh, University of Texas fan, a Longhorn, and of course, Wahoo was one of the great... Uh, football players to compete at University of Oklahoma uh, in uh, any decade, any any era. So Dusty went over Wahoo. Vern Gagne, the boss, the booker, the man with the most impressive weapon in wrestling, an eraser, successfully defended his AWA title versus uh, the great Ivan Koloff. Oh, that was a hell of a match for it, quite frankly. Dick the Bruiser and the Crusher. They defeated the uh, Blackjacks, Lanza and Mulligan, in a two-on-two steel cage match. So uh, did you really think that the Bruiser and Crusher were going to lose a cage match in Chicago? Probably not. But if they had internet back then, they'd say, this is too predictable. Logical, doesn't matter. It's too predictable. 46 years ago, 1972, September 2nd, Madison Square Garden, Pedro Morales successfully defended his WWF title versus the big cat Ernie Ladd. You greasy devil, Morales. You're talking to the big catering lady. I wear a size 19 shirt, a couple of grounds I walks on. And I'd rather fight a man than make love to a woman. The big cat. What a promo guy. Better, that my, mine was just, I'm, I'm honoring him. I'm not, he's, he was amazing. Uh, go uh, YouTube some Ernie Lad interviews. You'll, you'll get a kick out of him. Uh, Got to mention this, 26 years ago, 29th of August, 1992, if you can believe that, London, England, 80,000, Wembley Stadium. The British Bulldog defeated his brother-in-law, Brett the Hitman Hart, with the lovely Diana at ringside to capture the Intercontinental Championship. And fans that weren't even alive in the UK 
still talk to me on my Q and A's over there that I do with Kenny McIntosh uh, and his his group. That that's still a memory that's so vivid in in their minds. And, it, and again, they weren't even alive to see it. They've heard so much about it. They've seen it on the WWE Network uh, for nine ninety nine. Not a bad deal. So uh, couldn't go back. Couldn't go past this week and not mention that uh, big event in Wembley Stadium. And of course, it also has spawned the questions. When will WWE have a major pay-per-view again in, in England? Uh, will they ever have WrestleMania there? All viable questions and good questions, if you, especially if you're subjected to that, uh, that you live there. And you, and you, want, a, you want a big event come to your, to, your, to your country. I get all that. I just don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But I know one thing. It's a very important territory for anybody doing uh, sports entertainment or pro wrestling. Uh, it's, uh, it's back on fire, I think. A lot of great talents coming there, too being trained there and watching wrestling and evolving and knowing what they want to be when they get when they grow up uh let's see here what else we got oh this is a pretty cool one 26 years ago i was 40 september the 2nd 1992 we had the 20th anniversary clash of champions uh at the uh there on atlanta west peach street at the center stage they had the street blocked off and had little cameras out there i think tony Schiavone and Missy Hyatt worked out there and interviewing people. One of the impressive things to that night that I remember is that Bill Watts had uh, convinced Andre the Giant to leave his uh, home in North Carolina and come over to Atlanta and be a part of the uh, festivities, and uh, Andre took him up on it. Andre was in bad shape that day, hurting, a lot of pain, tired of answering questions. I'm glad I didn't have the – the uh, responsibility of interviewing him because he was not very talkative. But by God, he was there, and that's, he showed his respect in that regard. He shouldn't have been there health-wise, but he was there. So I remember that very well. Ron Simmons, uh, by the way, uh, he defended his WCW World Heavyweight title against some dude named Cactus Jack. Cactus Jack. I've heard of him. Uh, this is a pretty interesting memory for me personally. 25 years ago, it was August the 30th, 1993, SummerSlam, uh, Auburn Hills, Michigan. That's the, the old palace. Remember that? Uh, the Lex Express, main event, uh, Luger and Yokozuna. Uh, it was a big, finally the end of a, a, of a rivalry, and it ended in a countout. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, I remember the night because... Gorilla Monsoon and I did Radio WWF on that, on that broadcast. So we're sitting way high in the stadium. we got some nice monitors. And I remember, I remember Gorilla defiantly smoking cigarettes up there. I didn't have the courage. I was a smoker at that time, too. Thank God I'm not anymore. But Monsoon thought he, we were, he could almost take his shoes off if he wanted to. <laughs> so we didn't have to worry about wardrobe either. I think they got us on camera once or something. I'm not sure. But in any event, it was a fun night. Uh, with the big ape, as Heenan would call him. And then uh, finally, uh, this week in wrestling, 19 years ago, I I wanted to bring this up because of this point. Uh, The Rock and Sock Connection, of course, that's The Rock and Mankind, they defeated The Big Show and The Undertaker to capture the WWF Tag Team Championship. Uh, The thing that stands out to me in that is the size of all four of these dudes. Things have changed in a lot of different ways. And somebody will say, well, it's better now because there's more flipping and flying and more acrobatics and more, you know, aerial stuff. And if that's your preference, then it is better. 
but boy i i wouldn't want to take uh any of your four for any of those four if you know what i'm saying size matters in the the wrestling business and in attraction business and you think of this thing you had rock six five mix six four big shows about seven feet and takers about six ten they're they turn your head in the airport something all old promoters used to always covet that was uh gosh 19 years ago uh birthdays i want to start off with uh wishing happy birthday to mike weber mike is an old friend of mine from my our wcw days he used to have to babysit the talents and they go out on media interviews so i i started calling mike colonel parker because every star that he took out to do an interview thought he was elvis and uh so they had a very high opinion of themselves and they didn't understand why they had to do media that should be somebody else's job can you imagine the logic of that yeah so let's get a preliminary guy that means nothing instead of the guy that we're putting a lot of money in one of the reasons you're getting put you're getting put in these positions is so you can do things like media and things i see where charlotte flair does a ton of media for wwe and i'm so proud that she has that professional and attitude and there's a lot of people there at wwe that are big stars that do media it's important they they hope they understand how important it is for them to be fulfilling this obligation they meet people they practice they get good good communication skills it helps them in the ring helps them with promos it's just a win-win so mike weber had a birthday this week the colonel colonel parker happy birthday mike's all about this uh this weekend starcast the uh all-in event again the fight app f-i-t-e it's free wi-fi and smart device you're in mickey james one of my all-time favorites her birthday's friday august 31st what a sweetheart i think it, i think her husband nick aldis has heat with me because he married her <laughs> that's how it works on television right oh i think that's why they don't have mariska hargaday on uh uh law and order uh, uh svu that's why they don't let her get married in her show it'd break all of our hearts uh but anyway me happy birthday mickey she's 39 looks great i don't think she's looked any better uh future hall of famer in my view a lot of people's view brother nero jeff hardy's 41 years old on friday good dude boy good kid hope he's got he's just got to get healthy uh, if that's possible without taking him apart and putting him back together again on september 1st uh, impact wrestling and lucha underground's sammy callahan we 31 good talent Really a good hand. I enjoy his work. Tracy Smothers, a no vet that can, can sure as hell do as good as anybody you ever run across in the territory days. 56. Tough guy, too. Don't trifle with him. You missed my stuff, I kill you. Uh, Sam Snooker. You might know him as Domino or he's Superfly's son. 47 years old. Wish him well. The late Bam Bam Bigelow would have been 57 on Saturday. God, what an athletic guy. I've always said that it's, it's almost too close to call who, who the greatest af- athletic super heavyweight I saw was. and it's certain, I didn't get to see John, Don Leo Jonathan in his heyday when I heard he was un- unbelievable. You had to see it to believe it. But I would say that Vader and Bam Bam Bigelow are the two guys at the top of my list. And that certainly, uh, that doesn't, that also should include Mark Henry. Mark, very, very athletic and doesn't get the credit that he, he, he should. He's a Hall of Famer. So uh, in any event, uh, Bam Bam would have been 57. 
uh, late Rocco Rock would have been 65 on Saturday. They had a good thing going, didn't they? Good, great tag team. That shows Heyman's brilliance. He listened to his talents on his roster. He made his own decisions, and he put talent in a position that they could best help the team. It is that simple, folks. You got to have vision, objectivity, and the right and the and the willingness to say no, not this time. If somebody's idea has to be utilized, they don't understand that your ass is on the line. So it's your idea. You want it to be utilized to give it a fair chance to make what you believe to be money. On September the fourth, Karma will be forty-one. Interesting story about uh, Kia. I think Kia is one of the best. At one time, I haven't seen her work in a long time, but at one time I thought she was one of the best talents uh, in the business. A great super heavyweight. Speaking of super heavyweights. And I say that respectfully, by the way. She was just, she had great facials, very athletic. Uh, you know, she, she could move around. She wasn't a plotter. She had some good feet. But years ago, she came to the, uh, they, she entered the, or came to, however it worked out, uh, the company had a diva search in Vegas. And uh, I don't remember exactly how it all went, other than me saying somewhere along the way that, that I didn't perceive her to be a diva. I perceived her to be a, female wrestler and that and then when that got out everybody thought oh jr that's just horrible you can't say stuff like that i mean my god and but here's the deal they're two different entities i i would a lot rather hire a great female wrestler than a diva sorry some of you 14 year olds that need to rush your basement with a kleenex but no come on uh but that story got out and and so it's funny how things change. The landscape changes. Now, uh, some of the uh, incumbent and the and certain lovely ladies in WWE are being looked at. And, well, she's a, when I see her, I think a diva. I don't think of a lady to wrestle. I think of a diva. So you're discounting their athleticism. You're just, you see a diva. So uh, that's why I saw a lady wrestler. Exactly what everybody wants to be known as now in the business. Not a diva but a lady wrestler and there's nothing wrong with that. So I, I, I wish we could had uh, been able to sign Kia uh, under the right circumstances for everybody involved. But I really respect her work. And by the way, Kia's doing a great job on glow. It's on Netflix. If you haven't seen it, you should check it out. She does a great job. So uh, happy birthday, Kia on the September the 4th. And she shares a birthday, ladies and gentlemen, with not only Xavier Woods, who's got his doctorate now, I think I appreciate that too. Uh, and also, Jerry Jarrett, one of the great minds in wrestling, uh, he made a, a territory uh, print money, more often than not, for decades. And he understood his market. He, he knew where his fans were, and he knew how to find them. Think about that concept for marketing. Identify your audience. Where can I locate them? And what do I need to sell them now that I've identified them and where they are? What do I need to, how do I need to sell them to get them to spend money with me? And Jerry Jarrett just did a great job there. And my shows with Jerry Lawler, uh, we're, uh, we're, we're doing the, we talk about the fact that for six months of the year, uh, Lawler would book Memphis and the territory. And then the other six months, no matter where the territory was, good, bad, or indifferent, Jarrett took over. That way they didn't get burned out. At least they didn't think they got burned out. And uh, it worked out real well for them. So happy birthday, Jerry. And uh, 76 years old. Probably look a day over 40. And that, ladies and gentlemen, with cake included, 
is a happy birthday to all of you. Everyone knows about the risk of driving drunk. You could get in an accident, a crash. People could get hurt or killed. Let's take a moment to look at some surprising statistics. Almost 29 people in the United States die every day in alcohol-impaired vehicle crashes. That's one person, folks, every 50 minutes. Even though drunk driving fatalities have fallen by a third in the last three decades, drunk driving crashes still claim more than 10,000 lives every single year. Many people are unaware that driving while high can be just as dangerous. In 2015, 42% of drivers killed in crashes tested positive for drugs. Not so harmless after all, is it? And get this, from 2007 to 2015, marijuana use among drivers killed in crashes doubled. The truth is, driving while high is deadly. So stop kidding yourself. If you're impaired from alcohol or drugs, don't get behind the wheel. If you feel different, you drive different. Drive high, get a DUI. Drive sober or get pulled over. Look at this! That creepy little noise where they say, you've got mail. You've got mail. Something like that. You won't hear that again here. I'm going to ban myself and I'll find me in a cuss jar. Uh, it's horrible. Remember, folks, email us your questions, your feedback, your suggestions, uh, whatever, to... The Jim Ross Report at gmail.com. Producer Ted reads those babies. And uh, if you if you make a nice case for yourself, you make error. Just like these folks right here are getting ready to do. From Big Ed. Big Ed. I love the women's revolution, but there seems to be a lack of storylines. There has been too much talent sitting on the sidelines or just going through the motions. That's two different things, by the way, Big Ed. Maybe tag titles or a three-man title would give uh, a, a, a group like the Riot Squad and the Iconics a meaningful and realistic storyline. Well, that's that's possible. You you're, you make a good point there. Uh, it's a uh, I think that the exposure the women are getting. It just tantalizes a lot of fans because they want more. They want more. They want more in-depth stories. They want more cross. You know, more more issues. They want to see more shocking things. I thought that the the Becky Lynch uh, Charlotte business has been extremely well played. Uh, I think you know you got Oscar who's kind of sitting in the sidelines right now. Uh, I don't know if she's hurt or whatever, but to me she's a big big money player. Uh, we saw how she was getting more and more popular as she kept winning. Isn't it funny how that works, even in pro wrestling? Wrestlers have got to get on some sort of streak. They have got to convince the audience that I can win more often than not if I just get a fair shot at this damn thing. So uh, I don't have any problem with that. But I don't think they're under underbooked. I just think that there's they, there's got so much time to make uh, stars and to do it right, and I think that's what they're trying to do here with a, with a small nucleus and then build from the inside out. So the more outward you go, the more people it touches and the more rubs you can provide from those that are over, if that makes any sense to you. It's a little bit complicated, but it's not as easy as just getting out the, out, out the old eraser. From uh, Chester Harp. Hello from Chester. Hello, Chester. Uh, living currently in Washington State, but originally from Welty, Oklahoma. I don't even know where the hell that is, Chester. Uh, for a man that's traveled so much, what made you love Oklahoma so much to stay besides the Sooners? Family. Family. Bottom line. And my family came to Oklahoma in, in the 1880s. 
Oklahoma Chemist State in 1907. So uh, I still own 190 acres on the Illinois River bottom in northern Adair County. That was my great-great-grandfather's Bureau of Indian Affairs land grant. They were Cherokee. I'm a very proud member of the Cherokee Nation. So it's just family, family, Chester. You can't replace family. You can't replicate it. Uh, it's just so important to have around you. And I'm learning that more and more uh, the more on this back nine I travel. From Ricky Harris, I've been a family year since the Mid-South days. As a fellow 918er, I'm grateful you were the main voice of wrestling through the years for me. I want to hear your thoughts on whether Carlos Colon was involved in the death of Bruce or Brody or not. Uh, well, here's the deal, Ricky. I don't have any, I, I, I don't, I haven't heard that story that Carlos was involved in the instigating this, this plot, or this whatever collusion, or whatever the hell. I have never heard that. So I would say no to your question on that deal. I don't think so. Was it a travesty? Hell yeah, it was a travesty. Was, uh, was there politicians and political people there on the take? Obviously, right? How do you walk away scot-free with some bullshit excuse of self-defense? There's only one knife. It was stuck in Frank, Frank Goodish. You, you do the math. Remember uh, the Jim Ross Report at gmail.com for your, email, your questions. Emails, obviously. From Brian Hamilton. Do you think WWE should institute a mid-year superstar shakeup? Only if if it's if they've made bad decisions across the board. To me, it's an indictment of your planning if you got to go blow everything up every six months. I understand keeping it fresh, but that's what you do with story, smart writing, logical storylines, competitive uh, elements with highlighted by personal issues. It takes time to get a character over long enough to get him over so that we have an opinion of that character. So we make an emotional investment. So we give a shit if they're getting beat up. We never like to see our friends, our family, our relatives, people we know suffer or have less than great success. Nobody likes that. And if you do, then stop. Uh, from Kevin in Albany, New York. I used to like to run in Albany because I could drive there from Connecticut. Always interesting. I don't understand why WWE's documentary shows aren't on TV at all. I think they're on the WWE Network. That's not, not, not television. Do you know if there was ever any talk or plans for WWE to air documentaries on cable TV like ESPN or USA? I do not know, but I know that they they're, all the original programming that they can muster uh, will be on the WWE Network first, as it should be. You, that's, their, that's their big thing. They're content providers. they got a network. They got all these great old matches and there's all this vintage stuff. It's really wonderful. I, I promise you, but you got to have new content. Content is king, and the WWE Network is the vehicle that carries the content from WWE. Tad is in San Diego. I love uh, hearing your thoughts each week about the current state of affairs in professional wrestling. Hey, there's a lot of affairs going on. No kidding. Uh, can you give me your thoughts on the? upcoming college and nfl football season yes it's about to start and yes i hope my sooners do well but the college scene is always you got to somebody's got to beat alabama and clemson ohio state's in that mix uh, among others uh you know there's just a lot of good teams a lot of good teams my sooners are in the conversation we'll see how it works out so in my view the national championship in college football is going to go through uh alabama or clemson unless somebody gets really hot toward the end of the season and can roar right into the playoffs 
uh, like you would see in, in March Madness. But right now, they're the odds-on favorites. But I'm always going to pull for my team. Win, lose, or draw, I'm a Sooners fan. Uh, and I have no – with no shame. And somebody's going to ask, well, what is your favorite NFL team? My wife, Jan's team, was the Steelers. So we have a lot of Steelers paraphernalia around our house, jerseys and things of that nature. Uh, and uh, so I'll always sentimentally cheer for the Steelers. But I also focus very uh, prominently on the NFL teams that have my Sooners players represented, like the Redskins, for example, uh, the Ravens. There's a lot of them. So uh, that's kind of where I hang my hat on that deal. So, And I think the Super Bowl is way too early to talk about. And who knows, man? It's all about injuries. Who can keep their quarterbacks healthy? Think of it that way. And you see there's no right answer. And uh, that's our mailbag this week, folks. Remember, uh, email us, email Producer Ted, the Jim Ross Report at gmail.com. I will only retire when I'm dead in this ring. Woo! I'm still next boy. Well, I am excited about you hearing the part two of my interview with the conversation, our car trip, in, in, in essence, with the Nature Boy, Ric Flair. We talked to Rick uh, a couple weeks ago. But we talked so long, we said, well, hell, we got enough for two shows here. So we, we cover a lot of ground and a variety of topics, uh, including how uh, Rick and I met my wife, Jan, uh, some of the crazy things we did in, in WCW, and some amazing experiences that Rick has had within this business that he can still live to talk about. Here's the Nature Boy, part two. What were your th- thoughts, Nate, on uh, the all-in event that Cody – and the young bucks and and their and their uh, their their inner circle are doing in Chicago uh, on September the first because it was a bold move to do it, and now and also credit should be given to Conrad to some oh my degree. God, I guess you know he's the he's, he's a brain trust. He's a yeah. Conrad may be the best uh, marketer affiliated with the wrestling business that I've been around, arguably in my lifetime. He's really yeah, smart. Boy, he is not only smart. You know, it's funny. He and I, I can remember I called you with Conrad when I yeah. was yeah. with him, right? And yeah. said, you know, you got to get to know this guy and all that. And here he is. I mean, in my estimation, I mean, I introduced him to Bruce and Luke and Giovanni and all these guys. But, I mean, this guy has transcended in terms of in-housing the podcast business. By God. He's a genius, and he's, you know, he's got Michael Baticchio coming to him now. You know, you know, that, in other words, they're going to take this deal like Michael does in in New in New or, or in WrestleMania, right? The WrestleCon thing. And yeah, this WrestleCon and these podcast event, I, I you know, I, I haven't. This is not confirmed, but I certainly have said to him, you had to, you had to take this to every major event, Royal Rumble, SummerSlam. Survivor Series and WrestleMania. I agree. I don't. Uh, I think it's got. A, I think it's a great concept. It allows the fans. Sold out. Yeah, it, sold and they, out the hotel in an hour. And they can, and the fans get to be interact. That's all they've ever yep. wanted to be a part of the show a little bit and to interact and get to know the stars just a little bit better. And I think it's just a sound marketing. And he's a breath of fresh air in the wrestling business. And yep. nobody outside WWE is done doing anything remotely close. Uh, to what Conrad is doing right now, and I really admire what he's doing. The only bad I, thing I, about Conrad, the only thing bad thing about Conrad, Nate, is a goddamn Alabama fan. 
Yeah, I know, but he, you know what? Roll tie. I had him. I, I took him to the game. When I And I left at halftime, and he was crying like hell. <laughs> and I got home, and he was calling me going, woo, woo, woo. So being his dad, yeah, he's tired. He's got the season tickets and all that. That's great. Um, are you going to Chicago for that event? No, I'm going to be. That's the uh, September 1st is the OU Center's uh, football opener. Again, too. Lane Kiffin's uh, Florida Atlantic University. Oh, cool. Um, well, not not. I mean, what, let's let's flip the, the the switch here now. So you are still, even though Bob is not there, you still are as heavily involved. Yeah, Bob is kind of still there, and yes, I am. Yeah, I know, but I meant yeah. yeah. So no, no, no. All the game. That's great. Yeah, and and the and the new coach uh, has welcomed me into the family. Uh, yeah, he was very comforting uh, when. Uh, Jan got killed, and, yeah. uh, you know, he's just a – Lincoln Riley's a good man, and I hope that he can maintain his buzz on this uh, role on the football, but he's, he's, he's really brilliant, Nate. You know, our deal is you're not going to replace Baker Mayfield seamlessly. It, don't, it ain't going to happen. Yeah. So if the whoever plays quarterback can carry their yeah. share of the water, uh, they got a chance of being, being pretty damn good again. Yeah, you know what? It, it's funny because uh, we're talking about attitude and that. I love Mayfield stuff. <laughs> I I wish he'd given the guy that the Rick Flair hand Jacob pulled the hand back when the kid <laughs> wouldn't shake his hand. Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's a good kid, course, man. You know, yeah, yeah. And look at Cleveland, man. His first game, I was going, hell yeah. Yep. He needed to go to the Jets. <laughs> well, they thought that might happen, yeah. but he thought he was going to the yeah. Jets. He told me that, but he didn't know. But Cleveland played their cards so close to the vest on their number one yeah. overall pick that nobody knew what they were going to do, and all of a sudden, boom, there he is. So, uh, But he's a, yeah, good, well, he's a good kid. I can well, t- with his attitude and that and his skill level, uh, unlike, you know, Sanchez had the look but didn't pull it off, and this, I don't know, I don't know anything about um, the kid from South, uh, Southern Cal, except yeah. that he's good, but Mayfield would have brought the attitude. It's, it's funny because talking about the Jets and Alabama and everything. I watched that thing. But what's Joe Buck's show called? Oh, I know what you're talking about. Joe Buck's got that show. It's kind of air. It's one syllable word. Anyway, he had Joe Namath on the other night. And it was the greatest interview I've seen in a long time. If you're a football fan talking about Namath at Alabama and Bear Bryant and, of course, the deal with the Jets and Promising the victory and talking about women, <laughs> they were saying that when when he when he went to the Rolling Stone concert, the women were leaving Mick and rolling out rolling out the door with Joel. <laughs> I can believe it. I, yeah, I can too, man. Well, I, I have great kidding kid about Conrad's. I love Conrad. The fact that he's a fan, and no matter what, now they've been on a pretty good roll there in Alabama, so it's easy to be a fan when you're winning national titles. But I, I, I love that thing. And, you know, I, t- I, uh, I, I do this little Jim Barnett impersonation sometimes on the show, and I, I have this imaginary romance between Jim Barnett and Connie. Connie. Oh, my boy. Yeah. Connie. My boy. I love those cheeks. Those are large yeah. cheeks. So good guy. Good guy. And I wish them the best of luck. But are, are you going to be there? On, are, are you able to travel? Will you be a part of All In in any shape, form, or fashion or no? Uh, in Chicago? No, I'm committed to it. I, uh a Comic-Con here in Atlanta, actually, which is easy. So, um, yeah. yeah, he asked me, and I wanted to go. I think Iron's going in that, but I 
it's a deal where I'm with uh, Sting and Steamboat, and uh, oh, cool. it starts on Thursday and goes through Monday, so it's a big deal. Um, somebody, somebody, that's, my, that's my first weekend back at work, then I then I take off. So somebody asked me the other day. I called uh, for New Japan uh, on Access TV. Uh, the three matches between uh, Kazuchika Okada and Kenny Omega. They had three really good matches. Yes. Re- really, really uh-huh. good. Uh, and now somebody's going to take that out of context. Well, JR didn't really like those matches. He just said they were really good. They're folks. They're fucking great. Uh, you know. But I said I'm not. I've I've, I've experienced greatness. 1989. I called three Flair Steamboat matches with three different partners. With every match was different. One was a two out of three fall match. And you know that match in Chicago we talked about that Jim Harbaugh was at and Brad Muscher, uh-huh. those guys. <clears throat> I'm walking out to my uh, announce position working with Magnum TA. And Mag was, you know, moving around a little slow, right? So no mm-hmm. hurry. So I'm kind of waiting on him to get in his spot, not to rush him. And uh, George Scott pulls me off the side and said, you know what we're doing tonight, right? I said, nope, I don't want to know George. And he just kept telling me, he kept talking. So he gave, gave me the whole damn thing, and I'm trying to get away from him. I don't want to know. Yeah. I don't need to know, George. So oh, he, you didn't know what we, what we were doing in the ring. Well, I knew, I, I, yeah. I knew before I got to my the announced position, but I didn't want to know. And George was yeah. insistent I needed to know. I got, a, I got this shit figured out, George. If Steamboat gets a three, yeah. he's a new champ. I get this. So anyway. Yeah. Uh, but then we, and I worked oh. one match with uh, Funk, and I think the other was with who? Bob Cottle, maybe? I think about uh, well, you had Bob Cottle and uh, I had Bob Cottle in Nashville, where I am now. Nashville, right? And yeah. I didn't know you had Magnum there. I thought I thought that was you and uh, uh, Magnum. Yeah, I guess yeah. it was me yeah, and Magnum. Because he was just kind of getting rolling. He was just kind of getting his foot in the water in the commentary thing. But yeah. people ask all the time, well, "Did you know Mick Foley's gonna get thrown off the hell in a cell?" No, really? No. Yeah, I ain't got, we even did sign an affidavit. No, I didn't know. I didn't need to know. Why would I want to yeah. know? Takes away the spontaneity, man. So, and I remember uh, another thing I didn't know: you submitted in the first fall in New Orleans with a double chicken wing. Yeah, I had never seen my, anybody yeah. use a double chicken wing, and it was frigging awesome. Awesome. Yeah, is that your idea? Well, it's funny. It, it's one of those things where you just I, you try to think of something new. You know, it's like as much as I enjoy the guys now, it's like, and I'm taking a, a comment from Sean. I can remember. We're sitting out there at the uh, announce stand. The guys are working out in the ring and all that. And and uh, somebody walked over an agent and said to Sean, Omaka wants to use the super kick tonight." And uh, for uh, and before the guy could finish the explanation, Sean said, "No." <laughs> I mean, and so Sean, you know, I I was I'll see Sean and he'll say. Uh, you know, even though he's working and training, this is this is not what I did for a living. Right. <laughs> it's, it's it's kind of the same, you know. But it, it's no it's it's no lack of respect for what they're doing. It's just that you know I don't know whether the the, the, the you know they were stricter back then or what the deal is about using each other's holds and you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, it's like Pat. Every I go Pat. You know, you just can't. Take this damn finish forty-seven times. <laughs> in, in, you know what I mean, Pat goes, "Watch your bing, you bang, the boom, bam." I mean, He's classic. So I watch. I'm in L.A. and Eddie and Eddie Guerrero's got that dang Kurt 
in into in, in Kurt's submission hold, his ankle lock. And I go, what the hell? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it's a different breed of psychology that I, I'm not quite tuned into, quite, quite honestly. Yeah. Guy Bill Watts would have jumped through the TV. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, he'd, he'd, he would not have been yeah. happy. And, I, and, I, and an unhappy cowboy was not a good yeah. experience, not a good life experience, let me tell you. How's he doing? Good. He lives in Redneck Riviera, Panhandle of Florida. Uh, Mir- Why are you kidding? Mir- wow. Miramar Beach, I think he said. Mir- yeah, Mar- I, I know where that is. is. Is he married? Yeah. Married, married hey, nice lady from Oklahoma. Show. Atlanta, right, Eric? Uh, Eric is doing better. I think Eric's life is straightened out. I think I think yeah. Eric and Micah, his two sons, live in uh, in Atlanta. And the yeah, daughter lives there for sure. Yeah. Were you surprised that New Japan and Ring of Honor got a garden date on the Saturday of WrestleMania weekend? You got in the garden, huh? Uh, Ring of Honor and New Japan are running a co-venture show in the garden oh. uh, the Saturday before WrestleMania. That had to And I think they're going head-to-head with the NXT TakeOver. The good thing is that Harley Race is going to be in St. Louis. It won't have a nine millimeter. It won't walk over to the convention <laughs> center uh, and put a gun in Hogan's head and say, "What are you guys doing in Kansas City?" Do you remember that? Yeah, I would. I would work with Brody that night. He said, "I'll be right back." And we were at that little that dump we used to run. What was it called? Um, the Keel? Uh, it's, no, 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 no. Kansas City. Okay, so yeah, Municipal Hall. Yeah, Municipal Hall, and then uh, the WWE ran for the first time. The convention center. You remember that? Mm-hmm. And Orton Jr. opened the door, and Harley put a gun on his face. That was Hogan. <laughs> Hogan was in the bathroom. And so, you know, when, when Harley looked at me and said, I'll be back, I knew what he was doing. He said, I'm going to go over there and kill somebody. <laughs> of course, he left me with Brody, which was nice. <laughs> Telling me that Brody didn't do what he told him to do. He was going to kick his ass. Uh, and everything was Par for par for the course for me and Frank to do it in our hour, but um, no, I mean I laugh about that because in the old days, you know those guys with their Mulligan opposition, Slater with the with the guys in Knoxville, for time. It's man. a wild west, man, and, and a lot uh, of guys had guns. You know, I know Harley Race was the best. I'll be right back. And then, of course, I heard the story. You know, Orton opened the door, and, and he walked in, walked in the bathroom with Hogan. And Hogan's the thing. <laughs> I just work it. Yeah. Uh, I, I want to publicly apologize for giving you shit about the 30 for 30. Oh, yeah. You know? And, uh, no, 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 hey, no, I, no, no, I want to publicly apologize because you shouldn't feel bad. I told off everybody. <laughs> I was drinking and watching that and said, what the hell? You All know, right. like, you have to know when you open your life up to, to something like that that there's going to be uh, there's going to be negative negative feedback. So, I can tell you this: of all uh, the rest, you weren't the you weren't the only one that I text. Well, hey, I've, I've, <laughs> I I I deserved it, and you know I love you. So, and, no, you know you didn't. You know it's it, you know it's hard, Jim. The funny thing, and I've learned, and that's why I'm sitting here today. You know it's hard. It's hard to hear the truth. Hmm. Now the only part I didn't like is you left me sitting by myself in the bar. That didn't happen very much. <laughs> no. But as far as drinking and the IRS and everything, yeah, you were you were spot on. I don't remember sitting there alone, but 
you know, I thought it, it is it is the truth, and that's why I've had why I made two terrible mistakes, and I'm you know, hopefully you you'll never do that. Is get to get married because you're lonely. Yeah, I just I like to be in. A, I hated time off. Isn't that terrible? I'm with you. I love the road. I love you know when I was somewhere like you mentioned. You know, I can sit right now and talk about the Excelsior in Tulsa with you and me closing it down. <laughs> and where I can talk about the the Holiday Inn, a Little Rock. I mean, yeah. name the bar, and you and I have been there, right? What's the name? Yeah, that was the name that uh, we had an experience with uh, Little Rock Connie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's the famous uh, rock and roll groupie. She's also in a lyric of a song. I can't remember what it was, but nonetheless, somebody Chime in, Little Rock Connie. Oh, there was a, there was a girl cop in the mix too that kept a gun at her pillow. <laughs> what, little what, was there some woman what? from Was there some woman from Nebraska that kind of showed up every now and then? Oh uh, no, 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 that wasn't there. That, that I met her at the. Uh, that's the greatest story of my life, Jana. She, she was. I was uh, wrestling in Lincoln, right? Snowstorm and all the guy. I just flew in. The guys are driving back to Kansas City in, uh, you must have remembered this story. So I said, screw it, guys. I'm going to spend the night. I'm not driving through the snowstorm. And it, and it wasn't with Harley or anybody. It would have been with Gary Royal, who's a great guy. But I didn't feel like driving 200 miles, whatever it was, 300 miles. So I go over to the Hilton with the guy from the ESPN who was in town doing a feature because it was the week before the OU Nebraska game. And uh, this is 1986. I got it down. So the, the bartender was smoking, man. Plus, she played the, played the piano. I exhausted him, put him in the bed. We had a hell of a time. And then I went to work, <laughs> you know, trying to perform the magic. Got as far as the car, 30 below zero. Nothing. But I made a bet with her. I said, so if OU wins, I like Oklahoma, of course. I was never a Nebraska fan. And not 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 for any other reason that I used to rash rash game. I used to have fun with that. Yeah, and I loved uh, Oklahoma with it. Um, you know, for a number of reasons. I like Barry Switzer and all the guy. Anyway, so um, Oklahoma wins, and she had to come to Atlanta for that big match we had there at Thanksgiving. I think was that Starkey we did the double show. I think it was. Yeah, and that was the beginning of the end. <laughs> <laughs> She was a beautiful woman. Boy, she was hot. Yeah, I, I had to close it down. Yeah, she was smoking. I had to close that down. And uh, I went to her parents' house. Her dad wanted about 25000 from me. I said, well, you know, I probably had ease out of this. <laughs> yeah. I've already flown her to Japan for dinner while I wrestled Jerry Vineri. Good Lord. For an hour. <laughs> to go to Nick's Fish Market and home. Oh, Took her to Puerto Rico and sat next to her on the plane. Next to Dusty Michelle, like, you know, I didn't even tell Dusty, I said, this is pretty like your mark. So <laughs> Dusty tapped me on the shoulder. So, you know, that, that didn't work. <laughs> I remember her coming yeah. to the Excelsior. When you mentioned the Excelsior, which is across the street from the old uh, assembly center. I remember. In, in, in Tulsa. Yeah, man. And she, Oh, yeah, I love that place. No, she was in, uh, I never brought her into the territory then. Uh, I I just took her everywhere else. <laughs> Taking a date to this, 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 this is under Crockett watch. Yeah, taking a date to Japan to have dinner. That's romantic as hell. You're 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 a, you're a, you're a romanticist. Eighteen hundred bucks for a round trip ticket from Miami. 
just to wrestle covered by night, go next fish market and fly home the next day. Jeez. I'm a, I was either lonely or it was that verbiage, I think, that killed me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord. Hey, uh, how, many, how many times have you and I, me and Gene, had one together? God, let's go oh, back in history. We hurt each other. Gene, I know. We hurt each other. I, I, uh, maybe when you get to feeling better, uh, mm-hmm. I'm getting. I'm building an outdoor kitchen at my house. I got plenty of room. Uh, just me. Let's do it. And I'll bring you to Oklahoma. And uh, well, I got a, I got a suite there now. I'm, I'm in a suite. I got sideline access, and I got six tickets on the fifty on the west side. So I got I'm football oh, ticketed that. crazy. I love that. And uh, they get enough of my money, and my my kids are going to have something to the, the wedding list for tickets like twenty years or something. So I I got good oh, seats. I'd love for you to come out there. We got the suite. We got you can't drink, but we got food and we got other. I'll, I'll stock whatever you want to drink that you can you can live with. And not 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 alcohol, but you know what I mean. We have a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. Eat good food and the, yeah, the, well, the players. I, love that, Jim. I, I would I really would love that. I um, you know, the weekends are always a busy time, but uh, I'll certainly well, we'll see. We'll look. keep you in mind. Yeah. And I I wish I need to express to you too that I wish. Because I knew you wanted that, and I uh, beyond me, it's kind of like Gene not going to NFL. He didn't get that spot doing the uh, play-by-play for uh, Oklahoma a couple years ago when that came open. Remember? Yeah. Weren't you anticipating or hoping that would work out? Yeah, I was hoping I might get the call, but you know, they. Yeah. I understand uh, why they didn't do it because the guy that's doing it now does everything, and there ain't no way yeah. in hell I want to get on a, a American Eagle with a baseball team and fly to Morgantown. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah, I got you. Football, yeah. but he does football, basketball, and, and uh, baseball. Oh, he does. Yeah, All this kid them. does. Wow. So he he does everything. He's he's a good he's and he does a good job. Young guy does a nice job without without question. But I remember you going to the practice and Adrian Peterson saw you, and mm-hmm. and 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 Stoops remember Bobby just called practice off. He he lost yeah. his team that after you you were there. You and I walked into the indoor facility. Yep. Adrian Peterson was about an eighteen-year-old, nineteen-year-old kid, mm-hmm. and and he just—I so thought he was going to—I huh? thought he was going to piss himself. He started wooing, yeah. he wooed, and everybody else started wooing. It was a—it was a woo fest, man, with uh, AD. Yeah. So I—they I, had so much fun, and a lot of those guys that are on that team. They're now older and gone, and doing other stuff. Mm-hmm. They still, every time they see him, they said, "Have you seen Nate? When are you going to bring Ric Flair back to Norman? Yeah, uh, he'll, he'll get back here." Right. You know. Oh, yeah. Well, it's funny because I told you, and I, I guess he talks to you all the time. I ran into Billy Sims about a year ago. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, and I, he, you and he apparently stay close. We talked about you, and then uh, I told you the story. I was bounced at a bar called Louie's, and the kid that, uh, that won the Heisman Trophy for you guys, the running back that went to Detroit, what was his name? He won the Heisman. Steve He's Owens? real estate now. Steve Owens. Steve Owens, yeah. I, I had to carry him out of the bar the night before the bike. <laughs> he's my uh, he's my insurance man. <laughs> yeah, ask him if he remembers Louis in Minneapolis. I'll ask, I will. Yeah, yeah, it was him and Wayne Walker. I had to carry them both out, the linebacker. So uh, were, those were the days, man. I've seen it all. But listen, God bless you. Uh, you know, a lot of people don't know that. I, you know, our friends do that. I was there the day I met Jan. Yeah. After one of our notorious sites. And oh. I was like, you're one of those guys. Where were we? Where were we? Uh, we were in Charleston, West Virginia. Oh, okay. Are you kidding? 
At the Ramada Inn, we closed it down. Of course we, we did. We went upstairs. We Not Charleston, at Joey's. <laughs> Remember the barbecue joint? Yeah. <laughs> the bar, yeah. The you bar. and I and Sherry Martell and who else? Oh, and look. we got on her plane, and there she was. And, she, uh, she was the first-class flight attendant who ate our meal. Yeah. Yeah, she told that joke about the Michigan thing. Yeah. They killed us both. Yeah, and then... Uh, yeah. There you were, but she what was, a wonderful, wonderful person. I found so, the right woman finally in my lifetime, yeah. and she was just a, such an angel. And now you got, oh you got the same thing, Rick, and I'm so happy. Yeah. That's so got to be so motivating oh. for you that you got this stable yeah, home bro. life yeah. that's so supportive, and your health mm-hmm. is getting better, and i got to believe that's one of the reasons, just your mental, the mental side oh, of being it happy. Is. It is. And you know what else, Jim? She's got a black American Express. Oh, Nice. <laughs> First time. Yeah. Money. Daddy she has her own money. <laughs> o W N M O N E Y. Got it, baby. Study the stock market. <laughs> yeah, you Two get, master's degrees. You, you One got, of them in child psychology. Thank God that's why I'm here. There you go. So, she she can use that with you and me or anybody else in our group. Child yes, psychology. <laughs> hey, uh, I want you to know I love you, man. I'm so glad you're Feeling better. Let's do this again Thank one of these you. days. Maybe we take our little show on the road sometime. Yeah, that, that's what I'm recommending. People out there, hopefully, I'm going to plug uh, this on my uh, uh, social right after we get off the air. Beautiful. But uh, you can reach uh, Jim and I through uh, either through Jim or through my website or whatever. And uh, Q&As, guys, if you enjoyed this, we just touched the surface. Yeah, exactly. We didn't even go in there, Jim Heard. <laughs> Thanks for having me on the show. Well, Let's do it again. And reach out, man. All right, buddy. Jim Ross, Nature Boy. Yeah. Live. Let's do this somewhere down the road. And yeah. Rick's not drinking, but I will. So I'll well, let him. Rick is not there. Rick, Rick might have one cold in a lot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I get so much heat. Goddamn JR got Rick drinking again. That son of a bitch. <laughs> Somebody's going to. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, thanks, buddy. I appreciate you. And, okay. uh, Take care. I'll, let's Thank let's uh, let's stay in touch as we always do. Great. Thanks, Jim. Okay, buddy. Bye bye. You can tell the Nates is feeling better, and God bless that. Uh, he's already back in the gym and and doing some things that he's been dying to be able to do. So hopefully, if he takes it easy and smart, uh, he's right on the road back to where he wants to be. And we wish him all the best in that. His great friend has been for decades with me, and uh, and you can. You know, I hope I hope that you could feel a little bit, a little bit of that uh, relationship coming through your uh, your speakers because we are have been very close and when sometimes when you work really really close together you can be very uh, contentious as well. We've been in both places. It's a lot more fun to be Ric Flair's friend as I am and I will be the rest of my life than any other position. So thanks, Nate. Uh, appreciate you being with us here, folks, this week. Remember those five-star reviews we talked about? Uh, I think we need uh, – we want to get 1,500 by the end of the year, I'm told. And so I think we need 307, it says here. 307. That's pretty good. It's real good, as a matter of fact, because we started on the mighty Westwood One in April, I think it was. So uh, Chris Fole says, JR's podcast is my weekly comfort blanket. I always enjoy every feature of the podcast – and Jim's insight. Give it a listen. You might learn a thing or two about life as well.
Nice. Thanks, Chris. Uh, it should be more than just wrestling bullshit, right? Should there should be a little something take away a little bit of something? That's what we try to do, and have fun too, and not take this thing too seriously. P Chop Twenty One makes me hungry. I look forward to hearing Jr's podcast every week. I enjoy his insight and thoughts on the wrestling industry. I have always enjoyed his passion and love of the business. Thank you so much for all your contributions to the business. Because of you, this Louisiana boy doesn't hate the Sooners. That's about as good as you can get right there, right? Thank you, P-Chop. And I'm a big fan of your pork chops. You know, it's been a long time since I had a grilled pork chop. i got to think about that. That would be something that back in my uh, Omaha steak stash. Well, folks, that's going to about do it here for us this week. I'm going to be having a busy week, a fun week. OU football on Saturday. Hit the airport, fly to Chicago. Watch a little wrestling on Saturday night. Uh, in Conrad's uh, exclusive suite. I'm going to get a pedicure while I'm there. I think they're available. And then on Sunday at the Hyatt Regency, StarCast is going to be huge. Uh, amazing array of talent, that baby. I'll be doing a meet and greet uh, to see you guys from uh, 10 to noon. And then uh, coming back at 1230 in the afternoon till 2, I'm doing a, uh, a chat with somebody. Uh, I know who they're, they're trying to get several prominent names. We'll find out who's still who's hung over, who's not by Sunday at, at uh, 1230. Uh, but it'll be fun. I'm being facetious and not in a very smart way. It's great. I'm really looking forward to this. So uh, hope you'll come out and see us. Remember, if you can't be there in person, F-I-T-E, the Fight app, is your home. All you need, remember, I told you earlier, is a smart device and Wi-Fi. You're in the game. So uh, follow me on Twitter at JRSBBQ. Uh, Facebook and Instagram, Jim Ross, BBQ. And uh, again, excited about Paul O'Brien and I getting back together. We have already started on the second book. And uh, again, going to be very challenging. But boy, some compelling material too. XFL, Monday Night Wars. You know, uh, again, I talked about my illness. Uh, gosh, there's so many. That, it's been a hell of a life. That part started, got really crazy for a while. And right up until, uh, until last year. So, We'll have that uh, in, in book two. And in the meantime, Slobberknockers at Amazon.com. That easy. If you haven't read it, I'd love for you to try it. So it's an all-in weekend. I thank you very much for joining us here and being all-in on the Jim Ross Report. We gave you some Slobberknocker audio today. Hope you enjoyed Ric Flair. Congratulations to Kenny Omega for being the PWI number one in their PWI 500. Uh, Kenny, well, very, very well-deserving. And uh, we'll see Kenny in action this Saturday night. And, of course, I'll see him uh, along with Kevin Kelly, by the way. Uh, I'm excited to say. Josh Barnett's got a commitment with one of his fighters uh, for the next Long Beach show on the 30th of September. So Kevin Kelly's going to join me at ringside, and I look forward to that. Kevin and I worked together a long time ago. We've been we've been in touch uh, constantly, pretty, pretty regularly, for years. A lot of respect there, I can tell you that. So we'll have fun. It'll be fun uh, for that. And Josh will set out one show, and then he'll come back uh, – uh, on the next one, I'm, I'm sure. So this is uh, one of those scheduling issues. So uh, a lot of good things happening, man. Life is good. Life is really good. I'm blessed to be a part of it. I love uh, opening week of football season. I love seeing my my family, my friends, my drunk redneck buddies, uh, the tailgating, the red meat overload. Thank God I've got some Lipitor. I'm going to be all right. I promise you I'll be all right. There'll be a few mules go down, but remember as we said, don't worry about the mules. You just load the wagon. 
So until next week, ladies and gents, I'm good old J.R. Jim Ross. Get ready to jump in that big old black truck and head back to Norman and uh, continue tailgating. So until next week, uh, I'll see you then, folks. Remember, our tomorrows are never guaranteed. Take nothing for granted and be nice to people. So long, everybody. from CBS Sports Radio. I'm back on Westwood One, baby, with my new podcast, Pharrell on the Bets. You kind of like that, don't you? I know you dig it. We're going to be talking about sports betting in the biggest way possible. College of pro football, college of pro basketball, baseball, hockey, boxing, MMA, all the biggest games, all the best bets to make you fat stacks. Six days a week, Pharrell on the Bets. From the Westwood One Podcast Network. John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut strokes off your next round. Together, it's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on and on and on. Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith right? teaches on the sliding scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen.